0: To the Golden Mike Podcast, where personal growth simply isn't enough. I'm your host, Mark wardone a positive psychology coach, a do-gooder from the island of Misfit Toys, who founded the Joy Revolution. Each week, I'll wrap with an extraordinary guest doing extraordinary things through their own revolutionary work to talk about the ups, downs, and all arounds of life. It's my mission to provoke and empower you through increased joy and inspire you to spark your own revolution to change history for the better. Welcome to the most serious happiness podcast in this multiverse. Welcome to the Golden Mike podcast. All right, what's up? It's Mark Cardone. Golden Mike podcast. Uh, I am so stoked about today uh, and today's guest. Um, And and not only is she going to be speaking in TEDx Ocala on November the 7th. And if you haven't gotten your tickets already, you're going to want to do that. Um, Not only is this an instructor, uh, uh, but she's an instructor in social psychology. Probably my favorite of uh, favorite of subjects. Um, She knows who Goffman is. You know who Goffman is, right? Yeah, <laughs> and uh, uh, you know, a, a, a poet, a lyricist, and someone who I had the pleasure of meeting at last year's uh, Ocala, Amira Sims. Amira, how are you?
1: I'm pretty good, Mark.
0: So, so you, you, I hope you love the Goffman as much as I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so yeah, Amira, you're going to be speaking on 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 te- in TEDxOcal on the seventh. How are you feeling about this? I'm stoked. I can't wait. I think yeah. it's going to be a you know,
1: TEDx is always exciting, but yeah. I think to, it's really going to be um, enriching. I think people are going to be fed, especially during this pandemic when we've all been you know so distant. I think this will be a chance to really come together.
0: Mm, fantastic, and, and and last year you were, uh, last year you were like a f- a featured um, poet, mm-hmm. and 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 this year you're a speaker. Is do you see any difference between the two last year versus, versus this year?
1: Yes, last year I was an entertainer. And (laughs) (laughs) so my job was just to get up there and strut my stuff. This year, I'm more like an edutainer. I have to have like a message as well as be, uh, you know, be informative as well as interesting. And not that I didn't have a message last year, but this year is much more focused and direct.
0: Uh, I get you. I get you. So are, are you in the memorization stage right now? Am I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I felt that that's a, that was the hardest part of getting ready for this was was practicing and practicing in a way that when I got on stage, I wouldn't be uh, intimidated by the lights or or the the audience, um, and and so um, yeah yeah I I, I would. I'm sending you all my love right now in, in terms of that stage. I don't know if it's easy for you, but it's, it's hard for me to memorize stuff. Definitely. Definitely. It's
1: just <laughs> like, uh, I have to memorize how much
0: but I'm working on. it. I'm working on it. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, you have the word education written all over you. You're an educator. <laughs> um, th- this year at TEDx, you're taking an educator role. Um, I'm curious when you were um, when you were little Amira w- w- was that what you wanted to be
1: I've always wanted to be a teacher my nickname as a child was school they called me school when I was a kid
0: what do you mean they called you school your name was your nickname was school
1: yes they called me school <laughs> school come here school yes my grandfather my grandmother my cousins I played um, school with my my stuffed animals and then I played with my, you know, my siblings and yeah. Yeah they you know I've always been wanting to be a teacher and and that's how and I like school too I've always liked school so they were like she my cousins will complain if we get together and uh, we have these things called SFE it's a seafood Uh extravaganza and we have like 30 people (laughs) come together and we have food and my brother's a chef in Atlanta so like we all come together and people from the neighborhood and it's like it's like a lit party with good food. And then, you know, we'll get to telling stories. And the first thing someone would say, you remember when that time when school gave us a lesson and then they're like, yeah, she gave real homework. And they all start comparing stories. So yeah. You gave real homework?
0: Real homework. Did you grade your family? (laughs) Did you take attendance with your family? Yes. Did you do your (laughs) homework? I was serious about school. That is that is incredible. And and you know what? That, it's also incredible that, you know, from an early age you identified a passion that later on in life, I mean, you're taking us all to school on November the 7th, you know, you're taking people to school on, you know, uh in 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 um in Ocala in, in, in your teaching. Um please tell me that when you were school talking uh, talking to your uh, stuffed animals, that you taught them Goffman. <laughs> because I, think Goffman, I think everyone needs to know Goffman, especially the stuffed animal, the ignorant stuffed animals of this world need to know about Goffman. Backstage and backstage. Oh,
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> At that point in my life, I wasn't hip to that just yet. So back then it was, you know, probably about fashion and reading books. <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. Oh so. wait hold so fashion i mean that's that's another thing is, is is you have this artistic side of you as well it, it's it's mm-hmm. uh sort of like uh you know poetry and and um uh, you know the fact that your your nickname in in or your your pen name in poetry was was me right that's right so and, and and, and, and how did you come up with, uh, with the nickname me?
1: Um, I originally had the nickname of me because um, in the middle of a and rod, there's in between that is me. And I felt like when I was sharing my poetry, I was sharing a piece of me. Every time I got on the stage, I was uh. giving the audience a little piece of me and, um, way back in the day when I lived in Valdosta when I was an undergrad um I helped start this group called Poetic Magic in Valdosta Georgia they're still around now they have you know the core people are there but they've obviously added new people some people have left like me and um we used to do drive-by poetry where we stopped by a a barbershop or um beauty parlor and we just spit our rhymes and share and people give us money and we we had we hosted an open mic at um the library and we'd have people come in and share. And so at some point it got really where we had a lot of people interested. So we decided to make it a little bit more formal. And when we did that, the core group of us who were putting together poetic magic together, we decided we needed to have names. Like what's your name? So my name was me. And um, as I continue to do my poetry and travel around, I, kind of just started going by mirror instead of me, but I still like the people who know me from the beginning would still refer to me as me. Um, And, you know, once poetry became like, I don't know, it's always been mainstream, but once spoken word became more kind of like on everybody's tongue, there's a poet that I know, you know, I know from Atlanta, Georgia, me, she blew up. They have a whole week dedicated to Georgia, me. And so um, I felt like that name was kind of like, somewhat claimed. So sure. I couldn't really use my stage name and Georgia Mee is fantastic. She's, she's uh, uh, that's dynamic.
0: Incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. Um, and, and uh, you know, I, I, I'm looking at your, your bio and you've been, a, you've really been around the country in, in terms of, um, you know, uh, California, Florida, Georgia, um uh, you know, back to Georgia. You know, like <laughs> all these places. Um, and now, Ocala is. Mm-hmm. Is is there any particular place that me or school or Amira calls home? <laughs>
1: um, I don't call any particular place home. I feel like each of those places has shaped me. They've yeah. made me who I am. But um, I feel almost like a plant that has been, you know, transplanted to all these different places. But yeah. I haven't been firmly, you know, rooted in uh, any one place. I feel like I've definitely uh, benefited from moving around the country when I was very young and I grew up in New Jersey. At some point, my um, one of my uncles decided that Atlanta was the place to be. And so we moved from uh from New Jersey to Atlanta. And then when um, when I left Atlanta initially, my ex-husband was military, so that took us to Florida. And uh, then gotcha. that took us to Valdosta, uh, to Georgia. And then I made the decision for us to move to California. <laughs> so we moved to California and then, you know, I decided to come uh, back to Atlanta. Uh, and then circumstances brought me to Ocala, so.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, 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 so it's not necessarily the location for a location per, per se for you. Um, but have you ever felt the sense of home?
1: Yeah, I have felt um, like I've lived places and really felt connected to the people and yeah. to, um, you know, to the vibe. And I can say that, you know, like when I went to New York a few years ago, um, I was my I had family in Connecticut. That's another part of me that I consider kind of almost like another home because I spent my summers in New Haven, Connecticut, and I still have a lot of family there. But um, I was headed to, to Connecticut and I stopped in New York. And while I was there, um, I was in Bronx and I got stranded. It's a long story, cut it short. I got stranded and I was there and I was just on the corner for like five or six hours with my suitcase My phone died and I was just making friends with strangers and um, I just felt at home. I felt connected. Like, this is me. Like, this is where I'm supposed to be. Uh, But then, you know, I went another time and that cold weather was like, yeah, girl, do you really just, just, and I was like, nah, 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 So, so I know, um, you know, it's, I felt home in some places, but. Uh, uh,
0: Again? Again, with the social psychology, like psychological sense of belonging, McMillan and Chavis. Like I don't remember <laughs> the year. Individual self with the external world. I mean, it all comes back to social psychology, and and I love I, I love that um like that idea that home could be a psychological thing mm-hmm. versus home being um a, a a place where uh you know a, a physical place, and I I, th- I think that is a big deal that. Um, you feel the you can feel the the attachment to or, or the connection to the community. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I I do you know I I am with you on that piece. Um, I think if if my family left Tampa, mm-hmm. I don't think I'd feel that Tampa was home anymore. Mm-hmm. It would be wherever they are. <laughs> you okay. know. Um, so, so yeah, this, this really interesting. So now, now all these little pieces are coming together, right? Uh, Amira mm-hmm. stranded and, you know, and making friends, uh, you know, uh, uh, Amira, uh, instructing her, her dolls and, 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 uh, then this poetic piece. And now all of a sudden we land at TEDxOcala, which is about voice, mm-hmm. which I can't think of a, a, a better title for someone like yourself, who has been, um, you know, working on your craft, your voice um, for pretty much your in, in, entire life. Um, what does that idea of voice mean to you?
1: Oh, yes. I was so excited when I heard the theme for yeah. um you know, the theme of voice, um, because for me, a voice is more than the vocal than the vocalizations It's more th- more than the auditory. A voice is something that's inner. In fact, I, ha- I wrote a poem and there's a line I'm paraphrasing that. I say that your voice is like a second skin that other people they experience when they see you, when they hear you, when they taste you, when they smell you. That's your voice. Your voice is your aura. And when you come into a room it's like you're bringing your voice. Um, even before you speak, uh, your voice is, is that powerful? It's that mm. small little inch. So, I you know, I was really excited about the, the theme because I was thinking about all the different ways that you can interpret voice. You know, there's a Negro national anthem anthem that says lift every voice and sing. And I don't think they're just talking about singing. I think they're talking about, um, finding your freedom through exercising that voice realizing that your voice is your power you know yes. so
0: yeah hey it's mark i hope you're digging the golden Mike podcast If you have or are just starting your own revolution fueled by joy, there's a site I created for you. If you, like me, believe that personal growth is simply not enough, if you, like me, are committed to changing history for the better in both micro and macro ways, check out joyrevolution.com. In there, you'll find an archive of our over 200 Golden Mike Live Facebook shows and, of course, our podcast that you're currently listening to. Check out the blogs highlighting how positive psychology and joy theory apply to your everyday life. There's even some cool clips from our Joy Revolution course geared towards influencers, speakers, writers, and change agents. It's all there. Go to joyrevolution.com. That's joyrevolution.com. Let's get back to the episode. I I totally feel that. Um, Is is there any uh, 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 stories or any part of your life where you felt like uh, you didn't have a voice and you you came into finding your voice?
1: Definitely. Um, That's exactly what my talk is about, how I found my voice (laughs) and why I think other people should, uh, you know, dig down deep and find their voice and things they can do to find their voice. Um, There's a story that is very brief that I'll share. Um, Mm -hmm. And this is when I was first teaching. Okay, so I started teaching as an undergrad. I was substitute teaching in, you know, K through 12. And then as a graduate student, I actually started guest lecturing because my professors thought that I could do it. So I was, you know, getting a jump start. Well, early in my career, I was teaching in California, Northern California, and I was kind of formulaic. And I was kind of giving the students like, you know, just like the standard, straightforward discussion. Um, and then at some point, someone said something. I went off track and started, um, you know, improvising. And I was being evaluated, by the way. And so during the evaluation, the the person who was evaluating me, Dr. Taylor, she said, you know, Amira, I think you, you did better when you were... Um, off the cuff, when you were being yourself, when you were improvising, she said the students really responded to that. I think I want to hear more of that, that side of you. And that is one time that I can remember that my voice in terms of the way I teach and present changed. And I definitely started integrating more of my humor, more of my poetry, and just more of my personality, more of that inner me, um, more of my voice. So that's a story of a time that I first found my voice. And I was I had been teaching for a good six or seven years at that point. So it wasn't a really, yeah. And quite honestly, I am frequently very quiet. People won't know how loud and boisterous I am unless you really know me. People that really know me, uh, they know I'm a joker and I'm kind of (laughs) quirky. And I make up new word. I make up mirrorisms (laughs) and I'm just different. I'm a little wild, but you know, like the people that know me on the surface, they just kind of see the reserve quiet. You know, quiet mm. person.
0: <laughs> that you know what that that is so huge. Um, you know, I I, I think about um, voice, finding your voice. Um, you know, because part of it is putting yourself out there, right? And mm-hmm. kind of making these declarations on sort of uh, you know uh, declarations that own up to who you are, what you stand for. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and and I'm I'm thinking about like. Uh, you know a a voice is the different the difference between like a karaoke singer versus a singer songwriter who creates their own music right Mm -hmm. or it's the difference between a people pleaser or someone who stands in their own power and i Mm -hmm. think one of the things about having a voice I'd, i'd love to hear what what you think about this is in a world where like the eraser Mm -hmm. Has been one of the most dangerous things Mm -hmm. uh, where they you can you can completely edit out an entire population's story Mm -hmm. if you want. Um, The voice seems like the antidote to that.
1: Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, You know, this is kind of bringing back memories of your TEDx from last year um, and I'm starting to think about, you know, just that little, the little blurb. It's just, it reminds me of all the the ways that we can influence people, the, all the ways that we can have an impact on the world. Um, and, you know, there's a quote, it's a, it's an African proverb and it um, I'm, I'm going to butcher it, but it says something to the fact <laughs> that um, it says until the, um, the tale of the hunt is told by the lion, it's going to be, you know, it's going to have a different different ending. It's going to be told differently. And I kind of feel that way. I feel like until you start allowing people to hear your voice, to see you, the real you, other people are going to have these misperceptions misper- uh, about you. They're going to make assumptions about you. They're going to treat you a certain way. They're going to operate on a different narrative than the true narrative. So the more you're willing to express yourself, to let find your voice and then Live in your power, you know, be vulnerable because being vulnerable is hard. You know, like when I started yeah. really um, sharing my poetry, it's like I'm naked, you know, I'm like on the stage saying things that I would never say to yeah. anybody or in the same thing with teaching when I'm really being an authentic, genuine teacher, i I'm letting students know that, hey, I know what it's like to have to read that chapter the night before the test. That's not good. You shouldn't do that. Right? I've done it. It's not good. but I've done that. But I've also learned from my mistakes. You know, I've learned exactly. that, you know, you have to use time management. I've also learned that you could take a class and just check a box or you can take a class and actually get information, actually make connections with other people and it can further your life. You can actually become Better than you are, and attract people in your in your circle, so that you can you can live the life you want to live. You know, it, it takes time, it takes effort, but but it's possible. You know, we have so many oh, examples of that. God.
0: Oh yeah, it is it is so possible. And, and also at the same time, I think with with um, finding the voice, your voice, um, it's you know, like you talked about, it's not about the way that you what you say, the way that you uh, articulate something that you're reading into the mic, it's something that's coming from the deepest parts of you. I, I love that idea of powerful vulnerability that, that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, you're, you're putting yourself out there. And also at the same time, it's kind of this unapologetic, like, you know, self of you where it's like, yeah, and, and that's who I am. And what happens is, I, I think that it, has the potential to a create a sense of freedom for the person who's speaking Mm -hmm. and then b for the status quo it can make the status quo a little bit nervous Mm -hmm. because suddenly with this freedom you know there's that dangerousness of of the voice right Mm -hmm. because like oh 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 someone's breaking from the status quo but that does have the potential to have like so many other people ignited to find their own voices and break Mm -hmm. from the status quo and check boxes like you were talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, It's incredible. Um, You have, you have quickly earned your way into the final question. (laughs) (laughs) Usually, usually this takes an hour, but like you have quickly found your way into the final question. Number one is, um, I am, I can't wait to see this on, on November 7th. And so anyone who, who's listening right now, it's before November 7th, get your ticket, uh, get your chicken, get your ticket. I was thinking about Atlanta. (laughs) Get your ticket at uh, TEDxOcala.com if they're still around. So you want to check that out. But also at the same time, um, Amira, I don't don't know if you know this, but um, I, uh, the name of my company is called The Joy Revolution. Mm-hmm. And and the thing is, is that a revolution a revolution of joy can happen both on the inside mm-hmm. where you're having these upswellings on mm-hmm. the inside, right? You're you're finding your voice, you're finding your passion. Or it can be on the outside where where you're leading masses of people to do positive social change in the world. Mm-hmm. So if I ask you, Amira, what your um, joy revolution is, how would you answer that?
1: What's my joy revolution? Um, I think, or I believe that by helping people find their voice, I can help them find joy. Mm. Um, that's what I think. Um, that's mm. that's what really resonates with me. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. And and I wanted to throw this out. Um, just because you're in joy doesn't mean you have to be complacent about what's going on in the world. It's true you you don't have to be complacent but you can be in joy mm-hmm. um amira I, I want you to come back on the show when uh after the 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 tedx uh on no, no november 7th thank you for making time um remember uh com. you're going to want to get your ticket before november the 7th um on behalf of amira and myself um uh we'd like you to um Listen, share this podcast, and for your sake, for my sake, for goodness sake, start your revolution in love, in light, in shadows, and joy. This is Mark and Amira. We'll see you November 7th. See Take you, care, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> see ya. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the Golden Mike podcast. There's more good stuff coming your way, but until the next episode, let's stay in touch. Yes. Find us on Instagram as The Joy Rev, The Joy Rev, or communicate with like-minded revolutionaries in our Facebook group. Search The Joy Revolution Underground. And of course, don't forget to check out the classes, articles, blogs, and some serious fun joyrevolution.com. That's joyrevolution.com. Now until then, what will you do to change history for the better? Let's go out and play, shall we? Press start to begin.